Okay, can then in it message? Today let's look at our message. Follow the Lord wholeheartedly. Today, our church is celebrating our her 36th anniversary. In the past 36 years, God has led and guided our church step by step from 1987 until today. We have a lot of different changes that took place from then till now. When we first started, we did not have any special mission nor vision. Our goal was just to worship together, to praise the Lord together, to evangelize together. And under the Lord's guidance, we have decided that we need to have a purpose as a church. So, so we started to be a church that is purpose-driven. So we wrote down our church, church's mission. The church exists to fulfill the greatest commission of the Lord, which is to glorify God. We thank God. This God's grace is upon our church. And our numbers grew. From 200 to 300, 400 until right now we have more than We decided to focus our church under one goal. CBCP from then on will become a disciple-making church. We thank God. The Lord has led our church from our uh, original location in Talayan to our present location here. And through God's blessing, he, we were able to construct this uh, discipleship center. And all of these were leading and guidance from the Lord. I have no idea what the next 36 years uh, what kind of changes will happen in the next 36 years for the church? I'm sure that after 36 years, a lot of us will not be here anymore. But my prayer is that CBCP will remain faithful in following God. No matter how difficult the situation may be, no matter how big the changes or transformation in our surroundings, that we will be faithful in following the Lord. Today, uh, this year is my 41st year as a Christian. 22, uh, when I was 22, I started out as a pastor. I've served the Lord for 39 years. And my own prayer is for me to follow the Lord. Until the day I, uh, I, I'm no longer here. How about you? How about you? 
Are you willing to faithfully follow the Lord? Today I would like to uh, share with you and discuss with you a Bible character. His name is Caleb. Caleb Who was Caleb? Caleb was among the 12 spies sent by Moses to spy on the promised land. When the twelve spies came back from the promised land, only Joshua and Caleb brought uh, brought back a good report. And all the other ten gave a bad report. Because they they rather followed the bad report, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And Caleb was 85 years old. He came before Joshua. And he said this. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time that he has, he said this to, to Moses. While Israel moved about in the wilderness, so here I am today, 85 years old. I'm still as strong today as the, day of, as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard that the Anakites were there and their cities were large and fortified. But the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. <laughs> Caleb was 85 years old and he made this request. I want this, uh, this property. This place is called Hebron. And this was the land promised to Caleb by the Lord 45 years ago. 45 years. Never forgot his dream. Nor did he give up his dream. He wanted to have the land of Hebron. Dear church, we are easily we easily give up when we face a little difficulty or if people would just say something bad or negative towards us we are unhappy we will quit we will stop coming to church we give up too easily Reverend Rick Warren Warren said on an average average, if there are six or eight people who would oppose a pastor, that pastor would desire to leave the church. Imagine. Just imagine. There are hundreds of people in the church. And there are just only six to around eight people who, is, who are opposing the pastor. And you want to quit. We give up too easily. So may the Lord help us. From Caleb, we will learn something important. That we will be focused and we will be faithful in following the Lord. But how? But how? There are three very important points that I would like to share Number with you. One, Number one, you need to have a dream. You need to have a dream. You need to have a dream. Joshua is a man with a Caleb was a man with dream. Look at verses 6 and 12. Now the people of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God at Kadesh Barnea, about you and me? And verse 12, Now give, to me, now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. 
You yourself heard that the Anakites were there, and their cities were large and fortified. But the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. From these two verses, we will learn something very important. Even though Caleb was the first one to, to ask for his property, he took the initiative to approach Joshua to ask for his part of the inheritance. This, I've been dreaming of this land for the past 45 years. In this past 45 years, Joshua Joshua never, uh, Caleb never for, forgot his dream. Because he had this dream. Because of, of that dream, he lived for 45 more years. For this dream, he bravely faced different difficulties. Because he had this dream. In 1963, the late Reverend Martin Luther King said this very important, very unique a, statement. I have a dream. I have a dream. What kind of a dream was this? I had a dream. I have a dream that my children will study in the same school as the white children. They will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. What kind of a dream was this? This is a dream for equality among men. Because of this dream, it changed the whole United States. And, some, and nobody would ever imagine 46 years later, in 2009, the United States had its very first uh, a man of color who became a president. And this all started from a dream. Your church. Each one of us should have a dream. In our dream in CBCP is that we will become a disciple-making church. Just remember, our success will never exceed our dream. How big your dream is, your success will almost equate, e e uh, equal to your dream. People who have no dream will never succeed. But if you don't have any dream, you are really bound for failure. You know why? You know why? One without a dream is a man without direction in life. Because he don't know where he's going to. Um, one without direction is a man without objective. He would do everything and anything. One who has no objective is not serious in life. One who is not serious in life is destined to fail. Just think about this. When somebody is serious about doing things, he would always be welcomed by people. A person, a husband who is serious will be welcomed by the wife. A father who is serious will be welcomed by his children. Pastor who's serious in his work will be welcomed by the church. A person, a Christian who's serious about his faith, 
will bring joy and will be welcomed by the Lord. On the opposite, a husband who's not serious, a father who's not serious, they will not be welcomed and they'll be uh, the, the family will be dismayed with him. In the, in the same way, a pastor is not serious about his ministry, his work will bring dismay to the church. Just like a Christian who is not serious about his faith, the Lord will be dismayed with him. So dear church, we need to have a dream. Caleb had a dream. Because of that dream, he has a goal. In 40, 40 years ago, he wanted to achieve the promised land given to him, promised to him by God. 45 years later, the dream came true. The dream came true. He uh, got to attain Hebron. The Lord has given us and gifted us this very beautiful discipleship center. We need to do greater things for the Lord. Our church needs a dream. As Christians, we need a dream. We need to know what we will be doing ahead. We want to wholeheartedly follow the Lord. So we need to ask ourselves this question. Do I have a dream? Do I have a goal in life? What is my purpose and what is the thing that I need to do in life? We don't just eat and sleep. Because there is something much more important for us to achieve and to attain. This is your dream. This is your dream. The second, we need to wholeheartedly follow our God. We need to focus. Caleb was a man who followed the Lord wholeheartedly. His most unique character trait time and again the Bible mentioned Caleb along the line that he wholeheartedly followed God. Look at verse 8. But my fellow Israelites who went up with me made, their heart, made the hearts of the people melt in fear. I, however, followed my, the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Caleb testified for himself. I wholeheartedly followed my God. He testified for himself. Look at verse 9. So on that day, Moses swore to me that the land on which you have walked will be your inheritance, that, that of your children forever, because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. This is was a statement made by Moses. Moses described Caleb as somebody who wholeheartedly followed God. Who was Moses? Moses was a superior of, of Caleb. Imagine your boss saying that to you. You are a true Christian. So it was a testimony made by another person. Look at verse 13. Then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Japoni, and gave him, gave him Hebron as his inheritance. Joshua Joshua gave Caleb the land of Hebron. Why? Because Joshua agreed that Caleb was truly a person who followed God wholeheartedly. And what was the connection between Joshua or relationship between Joshua and Caleb? They were co-workers. 
So they, they were co- colleagues. They were people who worked alongside each other. Imagine. Just imagine. Your colleague will say to you, say about you, this colleague of mine, this co-worker of mine, is somebody who followed the Lord wholeheartedly. And another one, look at verse 14. So Hebron belonged to Caleb, son of Jephani, the Akenizite, ever since, because he followed the Lord the God of Israel wholeheartedly. Who was the one who said this? This is what the Bible said about Caleb. And the Bible is God's word. God himself testified of it. He said, Caleb, this, this person, Caleb, was somebody who wholeheartedly followed me. So dear church, have you seen this? This person followed the Lord wholeheartedly. Testimony, he was, uh, God was the one who testified for him. His co-workers testified for him. His superior gave him a good testimony. And he testified about himself about, uh, with regards to it. So he was truly somebody who followed the Lord wholeheartedly. It's not that he did not face difficulties, nor was he a difficult person. In the past 45 years, Caleb faced different pressures, a lot of different pressures. Because 45 years ago, he himself was able to go into the promised land. Because he gave a good report. Well, others gave a bad report. The others reported that the people lived there were giants. And we are very small. There is no way that we will win over these people. Caleb no, 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 no. said no. It's not a problem whether they are giants or not. But because of God's grace, we can go in and conquer the land. But as a result, they voted and they went with the majority. It was a vote of 10 against 2. So they did not enter. So dear church, please remember, when we come before the absolute truth, we will not have to go through votes. We allow the leaders to make the decision. Because our, the, the relationship of God, uh, with, uh, our relationship with God is completely different. Let me ask you this question. Monday to Sunday, how many days have you done devotion? Maybe one day. Praise God. Praise God. Two days. Praise God again. Praise God again. There are people who will go through a week without doing devotion. There are people who do, do five days. Very good. Very good. But people who draw near to God, see the rest the whole life every day, they would draw near to God. They will go near to God every single day. So their relationship with God is slight, it's different with our, uh, the other's uh, relationship with God. The church is not a democracy. The, the church is under the leadership of God. Whether it's the pastor or the elders or the deacons, all of us needs to obey the this word of God. Because the Bible is the absolute authority and it's the absolute truth. But sad to say, there was a vote during that time 
and the ten, it was ten against two. So Caleb, no way to enter. So Caleb had no way of entering the promised land. You know, many times we cannot follow the Lord wholeheartedly. You know why? You know why? We find it unfair. Why is it that church seems to favor this person and not favor that other person? It's so unfair. We often have this kind of concept. I've been serving the Lord so devotedly. And people would still criticize me. It's so unfair. So they will leave the church. And the Lord help us. Because the truth is not like that. Because if you truly, honestly evaluate yourself, no one is spared from being criticized behind his back. Yes, we agree. All of us will have to, will experience being criticized behind our back. But please take note. No one has not criticized others behind their back. Is it true? You think you are so perfect. People will say bad things about you. But you, in turn, had said bad things about you. Because we are human. And you said we are human. So may the Lord help us. As we follow the Lord wholeheartedly, let us not be influenced by other people. We need to wholeheartedly follow the Lord and focus on the Lord. Regardless of what other people are doing. Because in the future, because you will face the Lord alone. Other people will not face the Lord for you. You cannot just say to the Lord, I cannot, I, I'm doing this because I cannot stand this person criticizing me all the time. And the Lord will say, it's none of your business what he does. It's your business what you do. So may the Lord help us. In John chapter 13, God loves mankind and he loves them to the end. What does it mean he loves them to the end? God will never give up his love for each one of us. Regardless of how, how much we misbehave, God will never abandon us. So as we serve the Lord, as we people who serve the Lord, we should never give up. We should push on. Caleb. People had uh, criticized him and judged him. So because of it, he couldn't go into the promised land. And he had to go through a lot of difficult periods. But he never gave up. The past 45 years, together with other people, he faced different challenges and difficulties. He may stumble from time to time, but he will always rise up again. He was a person whom we can say finished well. In 1968, during the Mexico Olympic, there was something, uh, there was a very unique situation that happened there. This was the very last event of the whole uh, Olympics, this marathon. There was a runner from uh, Africa named John Stephen. He was part of this uh, marathon. 
But half an hour into the race, he got injured. And after a while, all the runners from the first place to the last runner had already crossed the finish line and they thought the race was over. So the staff and all the people there started to pack up and close the event. But they received the message. The race is not yet over. Because there was a person, there was a runner, a participant who was still running. So they went, went back to the, to the location. And they had to wait for another two hours. And John Stephen hobbled in. He was bleeding from his leg. But he walked in slowly, he hobbled in slowly, step by step. As he crossed the finish line, everybody stood up and gave him a standing ovation. It seems like he won the race. After this event, the reporters came and interviewed him. And they asked him, John Stephen, how come you did not give up? Because you're bleeding all over your leg. And he said, The country sent me here not to start this race, but for me to finish the race. And the interviewer, the reporter said, And according to the reporter, John Stephen is probably the most applauded contestant in the whole of history. Your church, I have no idea what kind of difficulties you're facing. Maybe it's financial difficulties. And our brother a while ago shared that due to the COVID pandemic, a lot of businesses closed. Yes. Yes. Maybe you're, uh, you're facing health issues or you're facing relational issues and you believe that you cannot go on anymore. I want to quit. I want to give up. But please remember, never ever give up. Never ever give up. We need to continue on the path set down, set forth for us by God. Joshua, Caleb, Caleb, can follow the Lord wholeheartedly for his whole life because he never ever gave up. He was focused on following the Lord. The third, because he was very strong, he was very courageous. This person, we can describe Caleb as a spiritually vigorous old man. Look at verses 10 to 12. Now then, just as the Lord has uh, Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time that, since the time he said this to Moses, while Israel moved about in the wilderness. So here I am today, 85 years old. I'm still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. And let's uh, move on to verse 15. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard that the Anakites were there and their cities was, uh, were large and fortified. But the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. Hebron used to be called uh, Kiryat Arba after Arba who was the greatest man among the Anakites. Then the land had rest from war. 
Philip said, I'm today, today I'm 85 years old. I am still as strong as I was. Whether it's going out for battle or whether uh, to exert uh, other effort. My strength remains the same. That's why we call him a vigorous old man. I have no idea. Is it true that he never suffered any change or he never experienced any change or deterioration physically? Seems to be impossible. How can you compare somebody who's 40 to somebody who's 85? But there's one thing that I can confirm. He never wavered in his a spiritual vigor. That's why I described him as somebody who's spiritually vigor, vigorous. You know, you know why? You know why? Because he had spiritual insight. The way he looked at things is different from the way other people look at things. 45 years ago. Well, the other 10 spies said, do not go in. Why? Why? Because the enemies are fearsome. And they are tall, they're huge, they're giants. And they are quite fearsome. And their walls are so high. There's no way we can conquer them. You know what Caleb saw? He said, yes. No, they may be big. But they are like our food. They're not chicken, they're turkey. They're big turkeys for us to eat. Well, other people will just see a single patty of hamburger. He look at them as a multi-layer patty, multi-patty hamburgers. But you see, it's the same thing. Different kind of people will have a different point of view. Uh, uh, in the past, I've learned this story that's quite interesting. There's this very big company. It's a shoe company. They want to expand their business to Africa. So they sent the salesman there to Africa. Oh, Africa. So this person went to Africa and, and, and uh, surveyed there. So he came back, he, he brought this message. There are a lot of people in Africa. It's sad to say, most of them are barefooted. So we cannot sell our shoes there. And then they sent out another salesperson. They, he looked at the same thing. But the message that he sent back, the report he sent back was completely different. Good opportunity. It's a good opportunity. Because none of them have, have shoes. We have to bring a lot of shoes to sell there. It's the same situation. What do you see? Inside the cup, we see it half full. What do you see? I thank the Lord, I have a glass that is half full. Then others would see how come it's half empty. It depends on your perspective, your point of view. So may the Lord help us. This is a statement that's very, very good. Where there is Christ, there is no crisis, only good opportunities. When we face difficulties, only 
allow God to be present in your life. This is not a crisis. This is an opportunity. Number one. Number one. Number two. Number two. He was so lengthy, yonky. He had spiritual courage. You know, when he asked for the land of Hebron, you know who lived in Hebron? 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 The people of、uh, the Anakites live there. The Anakites were the most fearsome and the biggest in stature physically among those who live or inhabit the, the Promised Land. And Caleb especially asked for one thing. I want to fight and battle and and、uh, conquer this land. This is the probably the most difficult place to conquer the whole of the promised land. It's a place with, with the with the fiercest warriors. You know why? Because 40 years ago. Caleb already made this. We need not fear the Anakites. When the Lord is with us, we can defeat them easily. The people refuse to believe it. So they wasted forty years just wandering in the wilderness. Today, Caleb wants to prove with his action. One thing. My faith is real. What I said in the past. Look at it. I will wage war in this most difficult place in the whole promised land. This is called spiritual courage. Your church. We who are leaders of the church. Choose the most difficult situations. Those that are easier, allow other people to to take take、uh, take charge of it. Grab hold of the most difficult assignment. That's called leader. But the world's leadership is completely opposite. We assign the most difficult task to others, and we choose the easiest and most convenient task. We don't need these kind of leaders in the church. And I've said this before. In this past 32 years in the church, I have accepted the most challenging assignment. So I will have to do a lot more. Than my coworkers. May the Lord help you. Because that is called spiritual courage. Caleb was no longer a young man. No longer a young man. He was 85 years old. But you have seen that his courage never wavered. You know, after we,、uh, when I was a fresh graduate of seminary. All of us were so excited. We want to go to the church. We were on fire, and we want to serve the Lord in the church. We were just like a tiger. We have seen we、uh, we have several young pastors who have entered our church. When I see them serve, they serve like tigers. They are not afraid of difficulties. They face their challenges head on. But a lot of times, we started as a tiger. We end up like a cat. We started out bravely, but we lose our courage. And we become very 
very very casual and very um, not, not so faithful in our service. We look at time. Uh, today's my day off, sorry. If you want to die today, then I have no choice. I'll just pray for you tomorrow because it's my day off today. Because the, their, their heart for serving the Lord has, has waned. There's this college. During their graduation ceremony, they have invited an old professor to be their keynote speaker. So when this old uh, professor stood up, maybe because his leg is a bit weak, he stumbled. The students laughed at him. And this old professor, he stood up. And he, and he stood up. He said, life is like that. When you fall down, you have to stand up. Today, you're graduating. You'll be entering society to start your work. You will surely face a lot of difficulties. But when you fall, you have to remember what happened today. Those who stumble need to rise up again. And that old professor was very wise. So everybody applauded him. Your church. When we stumble, when we fall, we rise. It's not like if we are courage, we, are, we are courageous today, we'll be courageous forever. Caleb. Caleb. Follow the Lord wholeheartedly. Because he had a dream. Because he, he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. And because he was very courageous. If we are here, perfect. It's perfect. He would we'll describe him as somebody who's perfect. He's a good example. He's a very good example. When I was reading the Bible, I have noticed another thing. I have been more become more appreciative of him. Remember last week's message? Joshua chapter 21, the jo city of refuge. Joshua, we talked about the city of the refuge found in Joshua chapter 21. That was, that was our message last week. The tribe of Levites, they have no land. Because they belong to the Lord. But God gave them 48 cities. In these 48 cities, uh, six of them are called cities, were called cities of refuge. Those who have murdered or killed people or killed people inadvertently or unintentionally find, uh, find found refuge there. Look at this map. There are six there were six cities of refuge. If you notice one of them, the one that's the, the lowermost Hebron. It's called Hebron. Hebron. It's called Hebron. You cannot imagine. Hebron was the land that was uh, an inheritance of Caleb. Suddenly, the Lord said to him. Take out Hebron. Give, give Hebron to the Levites. And allow it to become a city of refuge. It's very evident. 
Caleb did not oppose this. And he gave up Hebron and he gave it as a gift to the Levites. And one of the city of refuge. And it became one of the city of refuge. You know, this was a land that he wanted for his whole life. How come he gave it up? I believe there were two reasons. Number one, Caleb wanted to offer the best to God. Whatever the Lord requires from me, I will, I will submit. You want Hebron? I'll give you Hebron. Just like Abraham. God said to Abraham, give me your son Isaac. Isaac so God, uh, Abraham gave up Isaac to the Lord. That's just like Abraham, Caleb was like that. Whatever the Lord requires from me, I surrender. The second, because oh, that's more important. Caleb already received the heavenly Hebron. What does this mean? Everything that's here on this earth is temporary. One day, this land of Hebron will disappear. One day, everything will disappear. But in Hebrew chapter 11, there was, this is a very unique verse. All those who have faith, they have this hope, they have this faith. But this, this hope, instead they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared a city for them. God has prepared a place for us in the future, a heavenly place, a heavenly city, a heavenly Jerusalem, a heavenly Hebron. I believe Caleb understood one thing. The thing that I give up for the gave up for the Lord today, it's not a loss. It's transferred to heaven. Just like what Jesus said. Do not lay up money or treasures here on earth. Because there are thieves who will steal. There are moths and worms that will uh, eat and destroy. And your things, the things that you own will decay. Instead, lay up your treasures to have in heaven. Forever and ever Because you will never lose it forever. I believe. Caleb had the, had the same concept. I would give up this land, Hebron, to the Lord. Because in heaven, I have another Hebron. May the Lord help us that we will be like Caleb, that we will have the same kind of perspective of thinking like Caleb. If you understand this key concept, you will solve a lot of interpersonal issues with other people. You would not quarrel nor fight over things with other people. Because you know, everything here on earth is temporary. Only what's done for the Lord will remain forever. May the Lord bless you that all of us, that all of us will become people who follow the Lord wholeheartedly. Let's pray. Dear God and Heavenly Father, as we stand before you, we are grateful we are humbled, Lord, by your goodness and faithfulness to our church. For the past 36 years, Lord, we have seen how you've established the church. 
how you have led the church through different changes, and you have led the church to our present location here. And you have blessed us, Lord, with a vision to fulfill your great commission, Lord, to make disciples out of all nations, Lord. Help us to remain faithful. Help us to learn from Caleb, to have a dream, to follow this dream for our whole life, Lord, because this is a dream that you have given us, Lord. Help us to follow you wholeheartedly and help us, Lord, to have the courage and the vision to navigate through the different challenges and difficulties in following this dream, Lord. We will never give up because we know where you are, there is always an opportunity. It's never a crisis, Lord. You are our God. You are our leader. You are the one who will be leading us in our future, Lord. So we trust you. We thank you. We give you uh, all the praise and all the honor and all the glory, Lord. This is our prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.